everyone. My name is John Russos, and this is the 64th installment of the Monday Morning Commute, and all brought to you by the Here's My Thing podcast. A quick PSA before we get going. For the foreseeable future, I'll be uploading one episode a week on Mondays. The reason for this is because I'm working on a book, and I'm going to put more time and focus towards it. If you have any questions about that or the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. Also, because of the extended time now in between episodes, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast to download the episodes and be notified when they're out. As always, everyone, thank you for the support. And now for a little bit of Larry David cosplay, a delicatessen, conspiracy theories, and good hash. Enjoy. Recently, I've caught myself in the YouTube wormhole of Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm clips. I don't feel as drained from this wormhole. I I don't really jump around that much. It may be hopping in as Larry David is asking questions about biracial dolls, then ending with Kramer getting his key privileges revoked. It really only transitioning from one show to the next, but both that David is involved with. You could argue there's not really a changing of the guards. Most other wormholes I feel depleted, and I have no idea where the time goes. For example, I got sucked into one on Wednesday, September 18th at 10.31pm, starting off with a video where welterweight goat George St. Pierre talks about how Kevin Lee doesn't know how good he is. Then getting out of the wormhole on Thursday, September 19th at 12.19am with GQ's 10 Things That Jeezy Can't Live Without. Curb Your Enthusiasm taps into the minutiae of everyday social interactions. It is hilarious. And I have no idea why, but one of my favorite parts of the show is how Larry David dresses. It's all solid colors and always in the order of an undershirt, a sweater, then a blazer, none of which really coordinates with his chino pants. And the shoes, I I imagine he got them from a Payless. But the laces on the shoes, they look like they could always fit a size 22 and not the nine and a half that he sports. Larry David says that his character is a fictionalized version of himself. He's basically a man that looks like Bernie Sanders, but instead of talking about healthcare reform, he accuses people of serving tap water instead of filtered. And ironically, he's the one without a filter. The other day I went to a delicatessen that was full of Larry David cosplays. From first glance, they seemed like they had all soaked in an erotic, stubborn marinade of faux pas that Larry David soaks his character in. Hearing them engaging with servers beyond the classic, I'll do the corned beef hash, but seeming to ask more questions just to toy with them. And I really, I couldn't tell if they were being serious or if it's for their enjoyment. I went to this deli alone at around 11.30. My only time restriction was a physical I had at 1.45. The plan was to stay there for about 30 minutes and then post up at a coffee shop with the intent of being productive, but I would more than likely get lost on my phone for about 45 minutes. I ended up staying at the deli until 1.30. The main reason, I sat in between two pairs of men, catching up for what was either their weekly meetup or their first time talking in a few years after one of them said something unspeakable to the other. 
This may have been their reconciliation. The thing that threw me off was the pauses between sentences. I couldn't tell if there was an awkward tension or if they were also comfortable with one another that they could wake 30 seconds in between the change of topics. Stationed at the table to my left, one of the men looked like they could have starred in a Cialis commercial. The navy blue, quarter-zip pullover working well with his gray mustache, he seemed to be in pretty decent shape. He was by far the least talkative of the bunch. The man across from him in black Reebok sweats, and to be honest, I wasn't sure if he was in a black-collared shirt or a normal shirt because I was too fixated on all the dog hair on it, and it might have been cat hair. There was a lot of animal hair in his shirt as if he had done the laundry and then kept all the laundry in the laundry basket. And then his pet went into the laundry basket, rolled around for a bit, maybe slept there for a few nights. Finally, this guy picked up his shirt and realized he was late to meet his friend, threw it on without thinking, and was out the door. At the table to my right, two men who really seemed to be like true locals of this place. They were the ones holding up the server, where one of them had an ice cube-like L.A. Raiders hat, the other had a hat that said Paris on it. Each of the letters was a different color and slightly tilted in different directions. The style of the hat was the same buckle back that you might buy at a gift shop at a national park. The only things that each member had in common was they all had gray hair, and they all wore shoes that are either black, tan, or white with no logo. The type of shoe that you can only buy if you've had your hip replaced. The joint is a classic New York Jewish delicatessen. The owner apparently was from Brooklyn, and it feels like that. Checker-tiled floors, black and white photos of the city hanging on dark green banisters in between mirrored walls. I was on their website looking for the year they opened, but I couldn't find it. Instead, I only found seven different fonts in four different sizes and way too many stock images of waiters and waitresses. I came for a bagel and coffee in a thick ceramic cup and have some water in a light blue Coca-Cola glass where the logo is tough to make out. In buying a bagel, I set the stage with the owner, saying, if I were in New York, and if it was a Friday around 10, what would I get? With no hesitation, looking at me funny and answering as if it was obvious, a bagel, cream cheese, and lox. Sign me up. And just know, I didn't have to sit at this particular table. But I did. And as I sat down, into the backpack my arm went and came out with a composition notebook paired with a pen. I was a fly on a wall wearing plaid pants, going to soak up game from these locals that they had no idea they were giving. Here were a few of my favorite lines. More people believe in Santa than global warming. And this is good hash which actually wasn't acknowledged at first. The conversation then resumed 30 seconds after. A little later, the man in the Reebok sweats started a vent about a colleague. Quote-unquote, Don't steal my idea. Write a shitty piece. When I say no, leave and go to another company. The Seattle star, man of choice words, hit his response perfectly. What an ego. Then letting a duration of time go by that you actually forgot what the context of that vent even was, saying, did they like it? At one point, the man in the Paris hack got up to use the restroom. And when he came back, right as he was sitting down, he paid homage to Abbott and Costello's famous bit saying, all right, who's on first? 
once the checks came, I had the option to build up the fantasies of what I thought these men were actually like, or I could ask them, start a conversation. What did I have to lose? I looked at the man with the black Reebok sweats. How long have you been coming here? This is my first time in the past 15 years. Wait, that, that doesn't make any sense. They were cookie cutter from the type of person that I thought would live there. Apparently, they were friends working in radio and were just catching up after a few years of not seeing each other. No bad blood. Life just got in the way. The man in the Reebok sweats did most of the talking. He'd been in the radio industry for over 30 years and actually shamelessly dropped a podcast that he had, one with 41,000 listeners. His name was Clyde Lewis, and I do wonder if any of you, any of the listeners, if you know who that is, if you've heard of him before, he's the host of the Conspiracy Theory podcast, Ground Zero Media. After hearing this, I felt obligated to ask about the Area 51 raid. From there, a weirdly quick transition, and we were talking about the moon landing. I think it goes without saying, uh, he thinks it was faked. He provided interesting reasoning too, and I really, I haven't looked into the story behind it aside from the movie with Ryan Gosling, which is based on a true story. And in that movie, Gosling actually went to the moon, and it was an IMAX too, so technically I was his opposition. But midway through the conversation, right around when Russia was thrown in, the man in the Raiders hat looked up from what looked like to be a mushroom and onion omelet. They didn't verbally joust, more just fill each other out. Now, in a perfect world, the man in the Raiders hat would have been a vocal believer in the moon landing, and I would have a front row seat to two seasoned veterans talk about something that I basically know nothing about. Clyde Kick came about the radio industry, and his friend dropped some knowledge as well. The checks were on the table for what I think might have been a half hour, maybe 40 minutes before they were addressed. We exchanged handshakes and went our separate ways. This is where they came to get away and relax. Flat iron spatulas clanking, pastrami slapping on top of a refrigeration case, and the occasional outpour of toddler tantrums, all their white noise. I ended up getting Clyde's contact information, and he said he would come onto this podcast to talk all things conspiracy. I have since fired off a text message to him, to which he has yet to respond. So Clyde, if you're listening, well, here's my thing. Let's make this happen. I have booked off the next five Sundays. I'm really good to go whenever. You said you were busy. I respect that. You let me know. I'm not going to spam you the texts, but expect two, maybe three more extended over the next couple of weeks. Let's make it happen. Everyone, I am looking at the clock right now, and it is about that time. This was the 64th installment of the Monday Morning Commute. My name is John Russos. All of this brought to you by the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.